Well, 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 we are here. This is our first episode of Grow Green With Us. I'm Martin Pratt, and our illustrious co-host, the Bobby Booker, will be joining us soon. One of the reasons I wanted to do a gardening show is because my mom had a green thumb. My father would find plants. Uh, a lot of times it was in office spaces and stuff. And she he would bring them home and mom would be like, just start talking to the plants. And all of a sudden the plants would, you know, they were office plants. They looked horrible. And they would be looking great after she had started her green thumb. Bobby, I, you, I, you got a lot of feedback? And yeah, it's like coming back and forth. Uh, now you sound good. Nope, there it goes again. I know. Let me. Well, I'm in the wrong place. Let me try and fix it to change it. Hold up. Okay. I'm gonna do that. So that sounds go. better. That that's one way to change it up. Just kill the Bluetooth. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, here we are. That's right. Our first episode. It's a green thing. You wouldn't understand. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Could definitely do a song like that. <laughs> well, um, uh, forgive the raspy voice. I'm sort of getting over whatever the bug is that's going through right now. Um, but you know, I'm so let's be clear. You don't have COVID because you say whatever the bug is. It, uh, some people might think no, you're talking true. about COVID, uh, the Delta, the Amarion, the V3, the VE, the V plus. You know, I, I, none of I those. Did, no, no. This this current cootie that I have is uh, just your basic, regular, what used to be known as a cold. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um. Which now, in this era, of course, you just don't have a cold. I've had two COVID tests and everything else, but it's just a regular old, everyday, you know. Hallelujah, just icky. a cold. <laughs> Holy hallelujah, just a cold. We can say that now. It's like something <laughs> yeah. we can't say before. So, And at least we're at a point that when you cough, I remember when, uh, you know, COVID kind of was just beginning. I mean, if you if you sneezed or cough, man, folk would... You'd catch all kinds of side eyes. People would, you know, walk away from you. It was not cool. Yeah, apparently, uh, to the extent that 67 people who attended a D.C. dinner got COVID last Mm -hmm. week, Mm -hmm. including Nancy Pelosi, two press secretaries for the White House. Uh, (laughs) So to your point, you know, I think people have really put aside the former caution and you know I just don't think that human beings should be should be enclosed at dinners until 2033 <laughs> 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 that's going to be my new thing 2033 <laughs> is when we can finally get back to normal people oh gosh um, well which which underscores another reason why you know you you grow green with us. I mean, exactly because you there's 
there's a real joy to um, being outside and discovering the, the beauty of green. And to me, it's a, a, a never ending wonderment. Um, and there, there are dozens of people, not dozens. Well, actually, there has been five more people that got COVID since I first checked the article. So it's up to 72 now. So like you just said, there's been more. That was a super spreader. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Oh, gosh. But, you know, I mean, which is is the beauty of being outside and, and saying skip it. I mean, you know, if you cough on a dandelion, it it just it just smiles a yellow and green back at you. <laughs> it gives you beauty instead of more cooties. Yeah, and also it's a good way to deal with the stress of the day. You know, to to make sure your plant in your garden is taken care of, because you can easily see the rewards almost instantaneously. When you do take care of your garden, you can see exactly how, you know, how things are progressing um, in that plant space, which I have to really give you props. Um, You told me that I should go to my local Rite Aid or to my local Target and get some dirt. I was like, nah, or pots. And I have been looking around for pot because I had to repot this uh, aloe vera plant that I have. And I was super excited to repot it, um, like super duper excited. And in trying to repot it, um, my stress level went up because I couldn't find a store near me that had a basic pot. And so you saying go to Rite Aid, I've been to Rite Aid many times. I've seen the plants in there, but I didn't see empty pots. And then when I went with you, well, after, after you told us, uh, I did see empty pots i'm like oh okay then a week later uh i started to see some other things around the neighborhood then yesterday i was in target and i saw the yellow bag oh that's miracle grow i'm gonna check out what they got on that aisle and lo and behold there were pots so i could have easily got a pot around the corner uh, at the corner which is right around the corner is target and I didn't because I just, I just, I say assumed or just thought that there were no pots near me. But when it comes to planting, people can really be part, part of the solution versus part of the problem. Knowing, well, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's almost, um, it's new. When I say new, um, you know, the pandemic has also created this huge interest and um, grow. So, mm. you know, a lot of people became pet owners and all that other stuff, but that's all cute and good. But a lot of people also became plant moms and dads. And because they were sequestered, they were at home, they couldn't go anywhere. So they could actually tend to um, um, a plant. Um and I won't even say flowers. Flowers are their own dynamics. So everything that I'm speaking about is plant. I'll specify flowers when I, I really mean that. Um, and in answer to that response, a lot of 
these regular places that you would never think of now have a lot of planning material. I will say this, Rite Aid has been uh, on this path for several years to the point that I'm looking forward to the change of season when they put everything on sale for 50 and 75% off so I can get some um, fly gardening uh, uh, stuff from um, um, Rite Aid at little cost. Um, But basically all the goodies that you need are usually there at the beginning of the grow season right now. And it, it makes it very easy to, um, to, to do what you need to do. Everything from tools to dirt, to flower pots, fertilizer, soil. Um, you can also find a lot of these materials at uh, the little box stores, the Rosses, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, um, usually have, especially TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx will usually have gardening uh, material year round, especially pretty pots, but you get a better selection in the spring. And you can have a fly home inside and out, interior and exterior uh, right now for all of your little green babies that are going to come to life. So this is, this is the time to, to get started on the project. But the best thing, the big reminder is before you get started on the project, plan just a little bit and you will have more, better results and less stress. Um, that means, you know, when you buy your little plant and you know it needs a new home, don't, uh, don't disengage from its pot before you've already got the soil, the, um, the new home for it, everything. You know, do all that you need to do first and then put your little plant into its new home. And also, while you're at it, start finding that location within your home that you think is going to be nice for your plant. Because a lot of plants don't like to move around. They like to sit in one spot and hang out there. So, you know, there's a little planning, but the little bit of planning can bring you such great results. That is dope. I um, couldn't find the unmute button. <laughs> uh I think that a lot of times we think about gardening as something that is tedious and choreful, you know, something that is, uh, I don't know, like a honeydew. It's just, okay, I got to check this box, check that box. And I find that gardening is one of those things that you can do almost like if you like playing your favorite video game, you know, like Tetris mm-hmm. or uh, Mario Brothers, something just kind of take your mind off of what's happening and really be able to get into a different mindset. Gardening is that. Um, but I also think that the, one of the big things that we don't think about gardening too is that um, when you get a chance to see that plant grow, 
and you think about the sunlight, think about the water, you may think about repotting. It's pretty much, like you said earlier, like a plant mom, plant dad. It is like raising a child. But for me, having a six-month-old versus having a plant, it's a huge difference, obviously. But one of the things that gets even, you know, let's say, more challenging than a parent is, you know, thankfully children don't have dead leaves. <laughs> you don't have to prune <laughs> them, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, I may have some dead skin occasionally, you know. But, but it's just like, so it is is you you have this kind of a not a super emotional roller coaster but you do have uh you know a possible emotional roller coaster there as a plant mom plant dad and the fact that you can just run out to Rite Aid or you can just run out to Target and get some supplies and maybe make a change or two that's pretty dope um like I said I didn't know that the the plant supplies were local like it like they are until yesterday, when I stumbled upon my Target and saw all these plant supplies in it, I was like, "Whoa!" Um, so I think that that's that's one of the challenges to to gardening that people. It's a risk reward scenario, you know. You you put out this risk, you buy the plant, you buy the the, the dirt, you start watering, you start you know putting it in the right sunlight. You think about the days you turn it and all the stuff, and then um, you know it it grows. Or it dies, or it starts to die a little bit. What's your take on you know the whole <sighs> being a plant mom and dad, and then you seeing these these leaves that are ready to just crumble off? You know, I'm going to tell you something. You, one thing you always always have to keep at the forefront, and it makes life so much easier when you recognize this one thing: house plants die. No, no, I'm not saying it's guaranteed to die, but let me rephrase that. Some house plants just die and you got to know when to let go. Um, Some and and once you and understand it's not you, you're not a failure, although you may have done some bad things. You might not have watered it correctly. You may have a pot that doesn't have proper drainage. You always have holes. Always have holes. Um, you you might uh, have put it in, the, in a bad location. Or it may unknowingly have been impacted by either some um, little species of insect that you're <laughs> unaware of. I mean, there's so many variables that can occur um, with a plant. In fact, I have a a plant here in my home. One of the hardest to kill plants, period, is a a pothos, Um, whatever the, but it's usually a heart-shaped leaf. You see them all over different office buildings. They're all over the place. This is like the this is a plant that, that grows in the jungles of the Amazon. It's a canopy plant. It just goes on and on and on. They are impossible to kill. But this one that was doing pretty well in my home, it it just, I don't know what happened to its will to live. And I had to sigh. And it was only this past weekend that I threw the last of the roots away. I said, there is no need to even pretend any longer. It's over. 
Um, you know, some plants just die no matter what you do. And then there are other plants you can forget about them for eight weeks, it seems. Come back, you're like, I know it's nothing but a fizzle of what it, is, what it was. And it's, it's holding on, waiting for you to give it some love. So, you know, you just have to, you know, you have to trust the process when it comes to your green babies, <laughs> you know? Sounds they, very much like parenting. It is. Mercy. It really, it is like parenting because, you know, it is, um, it is a give and take. Um, these, these plants depend on you. They're not outside and on their own. They really, I mean, the, the other, you know, the thing with a garden or whatever, it, it, it's like mother nature can water it. You can go, eh. you know, if I didn't water it, boy, one of them storms is going to come along and take care of it. You, you, you know, you, you, you at least getting some help there. But once these plants are inside your home, your abode, you're it. You're its ma. You're its pa. <laughs> you know, mm. you have to protect it from all of the elements, from the cat that wants to play footsies with it, to the baby that might want to see if the the cactus really makes an ouchie. I mean, <laughs> it's, all of these things are mm. a part of of uh, you know your responsibility as a plant parent. I feel you. I feel you. I want to shift gears a little bit mm-hmm. and. Um, here in Philadelphia, we got the Philly Flower Show coming up in June, mm-hmm. and that's usually a well-attended event. In light of what we talked about a few minutes ago, though, uh, that 73, the number's up to 73 people contracted COVID at a public event in D.C. last week, a week before last. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the Philly Flower Show this year. I, I was looking forward to it, but I'm like, I'm Oh, the flower shows outside. It's at you know yeah, FDR Park. I know. Just thinking, you know, people sneezing. It's the beginning of June. Allergies is going to be rampant. I don't know. Well, well, I I will to to help assuage your reticence. I will mm-hmm. encourage you to consider the flower show for one as a near lifelong attendee to the philadelphia flower show i've been going since it was in the old um philadelphia civic center over there on um uh where children's hospital and all that stuff Mm -hmm. is now um to its uh newer site at the pennsylvania convention center where I've seen some phenomenal shows, but I'm going to say this. I didn't know what to expect when they went outside. I just knew the option to go to an event during COVID and be able to to be outside. To me, that was the winner. What I didn't expect was um, the surprise I I Mm. had at seeing flowers and landscaping of a, a world-renowned flower show in a natural outdoor space. To see 
these plants in the environment that they should be in. With the sun shining, the first day I went, we had like this, uh, this, this downpour and people were happy to be in the rain outside and in the flower show. It was so phenomenal to be outside that it, it was a treat to even greet the vendors because mm. they could actually show how their products work in an atmosphere that was truly, you know, demonstrative of what it was <laughs> that they were showcasing. And so, so it was I like chocolate on, cho- chocolate on chocolate. It okay, was like yes. chocolate, 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 chocolate. <laughs> it was flower, flower, oh, flower. <laughs> it was. It was. It, it was. It was such a delight, and I'm I'm with bated breath. Um, awaiting this next one, which is going to take place again, yay, um, at FDR Park outside for the better part of a week and um, get a chance to really see uh, a, a flower show the way it should be in its natural outdoor environment. Plus, you know, I know this because I'm one of them. I think gardeners are amongst mm-hmm. the nicest people on earth. They love to share tips. They mm-hmm. love to give advice. They love to just, I mean, they they blossom more than the flowers that they're among. So <laughs> that's funny. It, it's so true. Gardeners <laughs> are, they funny. are, they really are amongst the nicest and kindest people and they love to share. So it's um it's a great chance to be amongst my tribe. <laughs> wow. That's a good sell. That's a really good sell for the show. Uh, hey, listen. So now, you know, come on out. You got yeah, I'm there. still I'm still I, I may just do a drive by wave at you from the car from the Uber. <laughs> you don't have no choice. You gotta come. FDR listen, Park, there is no drive by. You gotta listen, come this up is, in there. Th- this is breaking news. I'm glad we talked. I'm glad we. I'm glad both of us, as journalists, are here. Oh, what's uh, as as breaking news hits Philadelphia, we <laughs> are the mm. first major city to bring back the indoor mask mandate. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> I am. I'm not mad at that. Oh, oh, Philly, I love Philly boy. We. One thing I'll say about it, we don't get credit. We don't get credit for the art we have here. We don't get credit for the food. And we don't get credit for our safety precautions of human life. I'm not saying we're the safest city. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying, though, people here really do take physical safety. Like New York, you can put scaffolding anywhere. You try to put some scaffolding up on a major street in Philly. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, why is this here? <laughs> like, everybody would be like, no, no, no. That, we can't walk around this. You got to, you have to figure out how to make this smaller. We need space on this side of the side. Like, that's is. right. And then somebody's gonna call the board. Somebody's gonna call the building department. Somebody else is gonna ask a question to the mayor, the press conference. Now, there's a scaffolding on uh, at West South 18th Street between 9th and uh, uh, why is that? I, I didn't. And, and the funniest thing is the mayor will actually. What street did you say? Okay, let me write that down. Uh, uh, hey, Bob, get back to you. Know, <laughs> it reminds me of like this local city, this local city town hall meeting. But uh, we're a major, you know, we're number six city in the country. And 
I I'm actually happy that we them, them shouldn't be happy, but I think we're you know we beat California for uh, safety. So uh, in this pandemic, so mask is on. I will be outside at the flower show now that I feel comfortable. But I said he is taking it seriously. <laughs> I'm going well, to be out there. That's the, that's the other thing, and I I, I have to applaud um, uh, that. And and I do know from several of my travel buddies who came to the city during the pandemic and uh, did not realize how serious we were about masks. They were um, uh, staying at a, a couple of the B&Bs in uh, Center City and, you know, our public transportation, except the buses were going by and, you know, those display signs, right? You know, there's your route and then there's all the rules. And it was like, you know, must wear a mask aboard this bus. And that was every bus that you went by. And, yep. um, and, it, and, you know, my, my buddies were like, are they serious? Yeah, what's up? I said, yeah, they, I said no, like, you're, like, yeah, you, will not, <laughs> you will not get on that bus. Uh-uh, they will, no. they will close the door in your face. They will pull off without you. They will not let you go past that first step if you do right. not have a mask. Right. You're not getting on that bus. Right. And um, and then do you we remember the Twitter the... thread? Do you remember the Twitter no. thread that that happened? That that happened. This happened two or three weeks ago, or maybe it's a month now. Probably a month because we're in April. Mm-hmm. There was a Twitter thread that a reporter tweeted out while he was on the uh, SEPTA. That's our subway train station. Shout out to Evelyn for saying. That sound like she she should come to uh, Philly. Absolutely, Evelyn, we got you. Come, let us know you're coming. Hit us up, and we'll definitely tell you the right places to get some cheesesteak and get some uh, relaxing coffee and and see some of the best murals in the on the planet. We were a city of murals and um, and and some good some good flower watching too. Big shout out to Evelyn and Charlie, who are are on board debut audience. For this debut program, right? Exactly. Can't right? forget Charlie. Charlie was on my show uh, on LinkedIn Live, so we appreciate Charlie supporting. Um, but the Twitter thread that this reporter tweeted out was he was on the train, and a guy got on the on the train without a mask, mm-hmm. and so the whole train started to clown him. Like the entire train, old people, young people. He was like, "I'm just getting off in three stops," and they were like, Uh-oh. "How do you even?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got off actually ahead of his stop. I know he did. <laughs> oh, I I know he did. <laughs> I'm gonna put this in the chat. Like, it's a great thread if you want to read this. An older lady and then a two young kids. A guy jumped in and said, "Did you just wake up from a coma?" And then a woman jumped in who's from Britain. Britain. She's... That's right. <laughs> like, it was a foreigner who wasn't even living in Philly was going in on him. I'm just like, hey. oh my God. I see. Hey, Philly, Philly don't play that. Philly no, don't play we that. really don't. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not even so much about the mm-hmm. rules and, and, and everything. Because, yeah, I mean, come on now. You know, folks. We lost it. a lot of people. We We're did. not trying to lose any more people. You know, it's not even about the rules. It's 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 not about a corporate thing. This mm-hmm. is really a social thing. Mm-hmm. And there's um 
there's a social construct in, in, in Philadelphia that is, is something, you know, sometimes people don't, don't think they, they don't think we get it. They, they think, you know, we're some, Hey, yo, whatever. It's really a lot deeper than that. And that social construct is really about a quality of life. Yeah. And whether that can be expressed that way is a whole nother thing. And that right. quality of life is what you see in our love of art above board and below board. Because, you know, I do a lot of photography of that underground art scene, which I completely applaud and support. Um, um, and it's also visible in how we deal with um, our flower power here. Right. Um, because this this is a gardening city. So we can talk about the world's oldest flower show, which is the Philadelphia Flower Show. Internationally acclaimed, everyone from around the world wants to come to our show and tries to. And if they're anything in the business, they've been to our flower show. But more importantly, it's about what's happening in these communities because every community that you go to in Philadelphia and Philadelphia is a city of communities. Mm-hmm. You know, every, every one of them, there are, there are gardens tucked away. People are very proud of their yards. As they say, they don't call them gardens. They say, that's my yard. My yard looks good. And they really invest in it. And they yep. share their flowers. But that's, again, you know, that's a, that's a whole part of that spirit, um, that social contract that we, we have here. That's an extension of the city's name, the city of brotherly love and the addendum, sisterly affection. I right. think that's all a part of, of what it is that we do and how we express ourselves in that manner. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think the city is doing a a, a crappy job of promoting that. And um, hopefully with this infrastructure money that's coming up, there's another round of infrastructure money coming out to cities, which will be around hospitality. So this last uh, round was on uh, climate change. And that RFP, I believe, is out right now. And by June, there's another RFP that the... Uh, the states have to send out uh, for, which will be around um, helping cities get back on their feet with hospitality funding. I want to make sure our city, you know, visit Philly and the other initiatives we have really, to your point, identify some of the cooler things, which is to me, not only are people like, yo, like in the chat, I put the, um, the whole Twitter thread around this mask, but one of the big things that people don't talk about is also the brotherly love and sisterly affection. People like, you know, it's, well, it's the city of brotherly love. Ha ha ha. That's crime. Um, gun violence is going up tremendously. And so the concept of, it's almost like, well, it's the city of brotherly love and that's where you get shot at. And it's like, no, that's not it. You know, it's really not random shootings. It's not, you know, more crime has actually gone down. Gun violence definitely, and deaths to gun violence definitely going to risen. But um, I think the other part of that statement that no one talks about is sisterly affection. So brotherly love and sisterly affection. 
that part right there, I think to your earlier statement about feel the the uh, concept of Philadelphians is like yo 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 yo. Right, right. After you finish your yo yo yos, you know what happens? Or that John right there, what happens is how can I help you? <laughs> like so, there's there's it's just almost like Bostonians, you know, or people from Rhode Island will have this accent, you know, and but once you get past that accent. They're basically like, "Hey, I want you to have this champ, this clown chowder. I want you to. I want to know what kind of education you're interested in. There are things that every region is kind of known for, but the fast-paced society we got today, the no having context and no having nuance society we have today, zero critical thinking. It blends into this situation where people just five-second capitalize Philadelphians as." aggressive yeah we're aggressive but we're aggressive because we love you <laughs> we're aggressive because <laughs> we want to treat you like a brother or sister we're not just aggressive we're, we're for the sake of exactly but in our love it's serving in our love know. and affection we, you know? we bring it we bring it we bring it to unless you. you got crappy food now if you're trying to come yeah. here and yeah. sell some crappy yeah. food you're not gonna this is not gonna be the city for you no no <laughs> actually it, it's almost i mean it's like you'll you'll get called out or more more to the point you'll really just get ignored it's like uh, mm. and, uh, now, there'll be somebody to make a funny a funny uh, article about you though and that'll be a, that'll be tee for a minute, right? Um, oh, you, you thought you would come here and sell this crappy uh, roast beef? <laughs> you know, you better like, study the market. Yes, um, read the uh, read the region, not read the room, but read the region. We got fresh beef, we got fresh milk, we got Quakers, we have Amish. Like, come on, read the region. <laughs> exactly. You know, oh my God. You know what I had yesterday? I don't know if you ever seen this. I never right. see it. I never, never in my life saw this. Mm-hmm. Double yolk eggs. Oh, yeah. See, no, but no. But you say, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I have never in my life saw a double yolk egg. You, and so my you, wife you, is like, this is really special. And then we start, We I think we made, like, two omelets or something like that. Every egg in the thing was a double yolk egg. We was like, oh, my God, yeah. you're special. Then I went online, like, no, Philadelphians. No, you know. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Double yolk okay. eggs, two eggs and one egg. That's crazy, son. So you must have gotten those. Did you get those special from the... No. What happened was I went to <laughs> South Street Market. That's the uh, little store, little supermarket across from Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. on South, but on the, our side of South. like I you know, know. I know that little market. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. old. That's a that's real... That's old school. Yeah. yeah that's an old yep. school market. Supermarket. Yeah. And I had never got these eggs from this company before. Usually I get them from, you know, the Fresh Grocer, which is a ShopRite brand, or I get the Target. Target has one that's like dollar. Target's eggs are like a dollar twenty-five. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, for a whole carton of, of large. So it's like, uh, but this probably was two something. And it was, it was, I think it was large. I'm not sure. But they weren't organic or, you know, it was just like regular eggs. I was like, okay, cool. And we just couldn't believe that we kept getting eggs open that were double yolk. I'm going to assume that that was probably a Pennsylvania distributor. I think so. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. pretty sure. <laughs> I'm quite sure it was too, because um, um, you can you can buy double yolk eggs um, deliberately at the uh, usually the Amish are the purveyors uh, okay. of such, but you know they also sell to a lot of people. 
Um, yes, so, they do. Yes, they do. They, They're kind of they, like the mafia. Yes. <laughs> With food. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Don't play. Don't play hey. with the food. Mm-mm. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you. I mean, everybody's always worried about different neighborhoods and where you're going. My thing is, I don't, you know, I, the Amish go and set up. They do. Uh, it's that time of year now. They're going to set up their um, the trucks, their trucks all mm-hmm. over the city. And give in, zero in F's. They don't care right, where it's at. In some of the, in some of the hardest core places, period. And they're, they're going to be there very nicely saying thank you. And folk are going to be pulling out their coins and and purchasing. cash. Yes, they That's they right. deal in cash. They're not it's swiping cash. And not one person is going to, in fact, the words out. Don't you dare mess with the Amish. Okay? Yeah, no, no, you don't want the Amish riding on you. No. <laughs> like, no. like, you, you don't you, want them pulling up on them buggies, yo. The buggies I'm good, real. son. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm good. You don't want Amos <laughs> showing up. With his brother Hans and his <laughs> okay. sister, what's in the note? Oh, we're good, we're good. And they, they eat grits with real butter, yo. They eat For ham real. straight up off the... Nah, you don't want to play with this. This is this, no. These are farm hands right. that will hurt you. And, and don't know, don't know. Like they, they Talk about that. Let's talk about that. They don't know what is not to have calluses. Like it's not, that's okay. not the life. They live okay. that callous life. That's, that's right. These kids um, today, they, they have no idea what it's like to have a callus. So. Um. Yeah, it, right. Uh, it looks, it, it's, and it's one of the things that, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of a part of our life blood here in, in Philly, you know, being kind and being open to every body. Um, uh-huh. you know, um, it's, it's almost, it's, it's kind of its own urban. I mean, you know, New York always gets this rap, but I mean, Philly has it too, because we, we have so many different dimensions within ourselves. I mean, even if we just talk exclusively of black, about the black community, we are definitely not a monolith. I mean, there are just right. there's so many uh, cultures within this culture um, that that we we must always take heed of, um, and I, I guess ultimately that exhibits itself in the the kindness that we have. I'll I'll tell you a couple of stories. One when um, the Pope came to town, which was an interesting time to be in Philadelphia because of uh first of all it was exciting it was definitely exciting but it was also somewhat segmented because the meeting the 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 what meeting of families and and all of that the whole situation that that enabled the pope to be a part of this philadelphia environment was was really a very special catholic ceremony and um um, but for safety concerns, uh, a good portion of Center City was gated off. And it was the first time that that had happened, where you really could not get in and out of portions City. of Center mm-hmm. City unless mm-hmm. you were a part of this gathering. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, regular Philadelphians, they they took the, the, the heat, you know, they, they were warned. If you've got no reason to go to Center City, don't go to Center City. They said, all right, well, I ain't got no reason to go to Center City. <laughs> so they they basically didn't. They didn't wasn't like they were at the gate, you know, trying to get in because they they also understood what it was. In other right, words, right. they were respectful of but in the meantime though, as that the build up to that event was coming, there were a lot of international visitors, people who I mean, honestly, it was like bright lights, big city. They had never been in in anything so urbane. And they were looking around. They would be lost. They didn't know which way to go. And it it would just delight me to the nth degree to, to be at Broad and Walnut and, and watch, you know, somebody from West Philly. Look, yo, you know, the way to get down to that joint, right? You go. <laughs> and they, they're patiently telling them in Philly ease how to get from here to there. And, and even how to negotiate the gates that were up. And and folk would nod their head and thank them. And off they would go. And I said, see, that's so Philly. That's just so Philly. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. And another time, the other one I wanted to tell you about was an episode, um, uh, again, probably around you know 15th, near the clothespin, so near City Hall, 15th and Market. And um, um, a person was there, and it, you know when you and and just for folk who who may not have the visuals of Philadelphia, our city hall is the biggest city hall in the world. It's a huge granite building. It's the centerpiece of also the one city. of the oldest ones. It's one of the oldest ones, and everything in this city is the oldest or first. Just it FYI. really is. Because we're the first we're, city, so yeah, that's <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> For for a minute, we were the nation's capital, right. and and so if you're at Fifteenth and Market, you really can't envision what's on the other side of City Hall because there's this huge, giant building with a traffic circle going around it in your way. But once you get on the other side, you can see clear down to the river, such as it is, and. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that is the way you go to the Liberty Bell. So we are on Market Street, and this person needs to get to the Liberty Bell. So a native Philadelphian is saying to them, you know, all you got to do is get on this bus and just get, get off at 6th Street. I ain't never been to Liberty Bell, but I'll tell you where it's at, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I said so funny. It's not that it costs yep, a penny yep, to go yep. to the Liberty Bell. It doesn't cost zero dollars. All you have to do is just walk in, stand in line, and walk in. But you know, that's... on a rainy day, you don't even have to stand in line. Nobody's nope. there. Nobody's, Nobody's there on a rainy there. day. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like um, Irv Gotti in that video with him and Shanti and. Um, Terrence, uh, what's his name? Terrence Howard. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> but oh, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer. First of all, go see if you come to this city. Go not just go see the Liberty Bell, but there's also that um, beautiful exhibition that's 
just outside of the Liberty Bell, mm-hmm. which talks about the um, half dozen mm-hmm. plus slaves that were kept by George Washington and discusses the uh, lived experiences of enslaved people in a region where slavery was disallowed. Right. Um, right. So, you know, again, to explore some of those conflicting notions of, of the, the freedoms that are guaranteed to uh, Americans as a birthright, but mm-hmm. those, those who indeed lived a different experience. Right. And more importantly, the story of um, uh, Ona, who escaped that situation and was never recovered uh, by her owners, that being George and Martha Washington, um, who tried to obtain her uh, long after she had escaped uh, further north of uh, Philly. But Ona not only escaped slavery, sadly, she left behind a family that she never saw again in Virginia, something that haunted her until her last days. But that's a story that's told right outside of the Liberty Bell here in um, uh, Philly. So it's, it's, real, it's real interesting if you get a chance to uh, get on down there and explore these things that make this city the special place that it is. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So this, so as we round down to our final minutes, um, we're going to sometimes do this on location from pen and pencil, which is the oldest, again, <laughs> the first <laughs> and the oldest journalism press club in America. Um, so I'm excited for that because you have a chef there who's been doing some interesting things with some food that's locally grown. You want to talk about the pickled pickled uh, apples? <laughs> you know, you have been you've been on those pickled apples, and I don't yep. even think you've had a sample yet. And nope. I'm going to say that's really I, <laughs> I only I think I've had two slices. So we, the Pen and Pencil Club, and to just for full disclosure and transparency, I serve as the president of that uh, venerable club, which is now uh, celebrating its 135th anniversary. Um, we are the oldest press club you in America. You serve as the president, the Madam President, who is the <laughs> first black female president of Yes, the club. indeed. I'm yes. the first uh, black female and first African-American period and third woman. Uh, so, uh, you know, in total, I'm the, the first black female president as well. But more than anything, I'm um, I'm so delighted to be a part of the club's evolution. We have uh, knock wood with um, a supportive membership, um, both associate and active. We've been able to survive the pandemic and are now operating at full steam. And our general manager, Raphael Tiberino, who's a noted artist um, regionally and nationally, he um, uh, was savvy enough to bring on board a chef named uh, Nantambu Chavis, whose specialty 
are soups and other culinary treats that just make your toes curl. Mm -hmm. So one of his things, because he's offering, I mean, we're talking an old press club where they used to drink hard and eat a lot of hot dogs. Well, he's expanded the menu past all of that to um, include these non-meat items. Mm. And one of his specialties are this hummus plate, which has so many delightful treats on it. And he loves to do these quick brines. And that's where the pickled apple comes in. Because one day, as he was bringing a sample down for another uh, uh, person, one of his uh, employees, he allowed me this pickled apple. And I had a moment in time, ordered my own plate of food to share this. I got hummus, smoked bread, and this, that, and the, I was only in it for the, for the pickled apple. Oh, my gosh. It was such, I never even imagined a pickled apple before. And now I can't imagine life without him. But he is really one to explore um, food options mm. and and he likes to offer these avenues of discovery that just make you go mmm <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think that um, when you describe it to me I'm a fan of hot, pick- hot peppers but I like my hot peppers to be sweet not just hot so like that really resonated with me um, and I, I can't, as a member of the club, I also, I can't, uh, wait to have one, but I'm, I'm also fiending for that medium, well, well done burger that he has. So I'm actually, <laughs> actually might go by sometime tomorrow and see if I can grab that before our next show so I can at least say I had it, you know. Yeah, please do. You gotta, you gotta stop on in. Always, uh, check the website for hours. And um, because we we tend to be, we're also a, a late night experience as well. So we're open. Basically, until, we're a bar. <laughs> we are. We are a bar. Well, yes, we're private. We're a private club. Yeah, we're a private so club. So we, we serve wine, bar. spirits, and food on certain days. But more than anything, we're open until three in the morning. And so that's Woo-hoo. that's his own experience right there. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and if you come to the club, you will find, since not only am I the president, but I am the floral designer. So there are flowers uh, all over the place. Everywhere. Everywhere. There are now flowers that are part of the visual experience when you come in. Um, on on certain tables, there there's always going to be a bouquet of flowers. There's always going to be a bouquet at the primary bar. And there are also uh, little plant lives going around. Uh, the greening of the club is real. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am... I'm not just talking it here. I am demonstrating it wherever I go. That you, that even the most barren of places can come to life with blooms, <laughs> blossoms, and 
and green babies. There you, you can go. Be a, you can be a plant parent anywhere. Antiware, <laughs> people. Antiware. <laughs> That's what's up. And this has been the first episode of Grow Green with us. Please we will do. Be coming back with conversations on location. You know, you may hear us outside and the birds tweeting in my neighborhood or since I'm moving, maybe the birds won't be tweeting in my new neighborhood. <laughs> but um, definitely we'll also be uh, interviewing artists and photographers. That's our thing, you know, whether it's an outdoor garden, <clears throat> excuse me, or it's a more established uh, sculpture space or a green space. We are definitely all about the green experience. And of course, we're not going to leave out the green green, you know, because the green green comes up at 420. So we will be talking about that for that episode. Oh, no uh, question. But, but the green in general is always about the being outside and experiencing and taking some of the outside and bringing it inside, you know, and experiencing plant life, healthy growth, healthy being healthy, period, and wellness, period. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Bobby, we put it in the one. We put the one, number one in the can. Number one in the can. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the listeners that we can see and the listeners that we will see. It really makes a difference because this is an organic. This this all began with a conversation over an aloe vera plant. Um, yep. I don't think you knew that I had nope. this kind of passion. No, I did not. Um, right. So, so you're experiencing um, um, a real true from the heart. And I've been a, a gardener since the age of eight. And it's one of those things that, that just um, defines me and keeps me going. And while I don't shop from, sh- uh, shout from the top of mountains about it, anybody that's around me for a half a second knows that... Um, Bobby, about that green life. That's right, about that green life. <laughs> about that green life. So, listen, yep. thanks for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, to everybody out there, just keep growing. Amen, amen. All right, y'all, be safe. We know that the numbers are increasing. Uh, wear your mask, wash your hands. Use common sense, please, folks. All right, y'all, we'll be back next week. See ya.